up, nerds? ESPN plus the ESPN. But this was a lost season for the Jets. I did not see a single thing this year that makes you excited to build upon. You you hired somebody that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like stop. Hi, I'm Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, and this is your home for Fighting Illini Sports. 98.9 The Game. And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. What are we doing? I'm going to drop the plans for this. I'm going to... And Eric Fry. Arg. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in, uh, welcome in to a new day, uh, to a new week, the uh, starting lineup here on a 98.9, the game ESPN radio, what's happening out there on that Monday, how we feeling out there today people, how those brackets doing after this past weekend, well, we'll check in on those brackets and everybody is maybe feeling a little busted this morning, but maybe not everybody, but uh, we'll take a look at everything in the final four uh, that is set. And we'll also hit up on uh, some uh, local sports uh, that happened over the weekend. A lot of games uh, got canceled on Friday. A couple got squeezed in on uh, Saturday. And we'll hit up on the schedule for uh, today as well. We'll hit up on uh, some uh, national sports to go along with the NCAA tournament, the NBA, the NHL, MLB uh, spring training. And uh, speaking of uh, the uh, NBA, LeBron, he's back. We thought that he would potentially make a return in the final week of the mm-hmm. NBA season, and he returned yesterday against the Bulls. To an L? Yeah. Boom. Chicago sending him to an L in his Sit return. Down, Welcome LeBron. back. Welcome back, LBJ. And so we'll take a look at that. And uh, speaking of Major League Baseball uh, spring uh, training, we got MLB opening day, and we got the uh, Cardinals and uh, Blue Jays uh, coming up in the opening uh, series later on uh, this week right here on a 98.9, and that means we need to uh, preview another division or divisions today as uh, we got the uh, AL and NL East on a tap for today. We'll save the uh, Central, the big one, and what everyone wants to hear about uh, coming up uh, tomorrow on uh, tomorrow's program. So uh, we'll get into that in uh, two of the uh, podcasts and previewing the East divisions. We'll also hit up on uh, some uh, NASCAR and a NASCAR pick as well. And uh, we'll also, of course, it's the post-weekend, so we got to get you the top three moments from the uh, sports weekend 
as well. And that is all on the way here on the uh, starting lineup. So, again, uh, we always have a uh, stack show on a, a Monday. So, uh, this Monday is uh, no different. And it's a, a big week with uh, opening day of baseball finally returning uh, for real. We had a little teaser for the World Baseball Classic, but. Uh, now we get into it with uh, real games uh, starting on Thursday. It's a big week, Travis. Like you said, opening you know week for baseball coming up this weekend. You got the final four, final four, the Masters. The Masters coming up in like, a couple weeks. It's not this weekend. I thought it was always the same so. weekend as the national, the college basketball I think championship. So. I don't think so. I think it's the um of my calendar, or whatever. Pull up here on the. Um, I don't think so. I think it's the the, the sixth six through the ninth. Through the, yep, yep, yeah, yep. That's so, next week. Ah, I'm a week um, ahead. Yeah, you know. I was looking forward it's to never, it. It's never too early to get excited for the Masters, but it will be uh, coming up uh, very, very soon. I mean, come on. We can't have the Final Four and Jim Nance in Houston and also in Augusta, Georgia as That's well. True. So. That's true. Uh, but, uh, so we'll, we'll take a look at all of that coming up here in the show. And of course, the starting lineup is brought to you by McMahon meets Tingley insurance agency, web pools and spas worth computer repair and at the top of the state of bank. All right. I got a lot to get to here today. So let's go and let's hit it up here on this Monday and let's get into the show and let's get into it with first things first. Before we get into the show. First things first. And uh, the final four, that is where we are starting as the final four is a set there in Houston. And before we get to the games that happened yesterday and on Saturday, let's first start on uh, Friday as the Sweet 16 concluded as we had uh, the two other number ones uh, go down. And it was San Diego State pulling off the upset against Alabama. They won on a Friday 71-64. to uh, we thought that maybe Alabama was probably the least likely uh, yep. number one to go down. And uh, San Diego State kind of shocks the world a little bit and upsets uh, the Crimson Tide and knocks off the number one overall seed in the tournament. And uh, so they advanced on to uh, Sunday. Yeah, uh, great game from San Diego State. They it played was. the game as they needed to to win. They played to win. Alabama played more so not to lose. Right. And I felt like San Diego State played to win. Yeah, definitely. So uh, that was a, a big second half for uh, San Diego State to uh, put it away there and uh, pull off the upset against uh, the uh, Crimson Tide. And, and they rolled on to the Elite Eight on uh, Sunday. And also the other number one seed went down on Friday as well as Miami. They got the win over Houston 89-75. to uh, So uh, they also used a, a big second half run to kind of put things away there. So uh, other number one seed going down, and they don't even get out of the Sweet 16 to the number ones, and nope. they're all gone. They're all gone. Uh, first <laughs> time I can remember that happening. Oh, man, yeah. Like, not even at least one of them make the Elite yeah. Eight. It's crazy. crazy. It's madness. That's, well, that's what, what it we is. said, right? Ugh, it's madness. Got to love it, right? Uh-huh. 
And then the uh, two seed Texas, they took care of Xavier on Friday, 83-71. Xavier tried to make a run of it in the second half, but uh, Texas kind of held on there and advanced to the Elite Eight. And uh, the uh, Cinderella run for Princeton came to a close Mm -hmm. on a Friday as well as Creighton takes care of business 86-75 on a Friday as well to advance on to uh, the Elite Eight there. And on a Saturday in the Elite Eight, it was FAU upset nine seed going all the way to the Final Four. Florida Atlantic had never won an NCAA nope. tournament game before, and now they're into the Final Four. And uh, they beat Kansas State to do it 79-76 and uh, pulling it off down the stretch and uh, advancing to the Final Four in Houston is FAU, the Owls. Flying all the way in. Everyone called. Yes, of course. Everyone predicted that one from happening. Of course, just pencil it in. You know, Kansas State, they were looking good the other night against Michigan State. And Noel, he had another big performance, 30 points, 12 assists. But uh, it just uh, all kind of uh, fell apart there. And uh, FAU ended up pulling out the win there in MSG. Shocking. all the way. Shocking. Mm. Yeah. Al's going to the Final Four, and then uh, maybe not the the team that won was shocking, but the way that they did it, I think, is the most yes. shocking. Is a UConn advancing to another Final Four as well, and uh, it was close for a while, mm-hmm. and then it wasn't. As uh, UConn all over Gonzaga, eighty-two of fifty-four, knocking out the Zags and. The Huskies advancing on to the Final Four. Yeah, a route. You don't usually see a big point blowout like this this late in the tournament. No. And 54 y- points. UConn just came out and said, we're going to play this game. Yeah. And Gonzaga, go away. Yeah, just blew him out of the water. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Drew Timmy uh, finishes up uh, his career, possibly. I thought I heard that he ha- did have another year of eligibility uh, still left, but maybe mm. I could have been uh, tricked. But uh, he ended up with 12 points and uh, 10 rebounds. Uh, so if his career does come to a close there at Gonzaga, it's a pretty impressive one, but not a lot to show for it in yep. the way of postseason success. And uh, the Zags come up short again, and they don't even make it to the Final Four. Nope, nope. Loss again. Mm. Play good competition during the year. You'll find out who you really are. <laughs> and UConn just on a mission uh, right now, just blowing out teams all along the way in this uh, tournament. And uh, they do it again on a Saturday. Impressive fashion. And therefore, Mr. Hurley and uh, the uh, crew from UConn. So maybe those experts that picked UConn to advance to the Final Four, maybe they were on to something maybe. Uh, a little bit coming into the uh, tournament. So uh, maybe that is the only team that you have alive right now in the NCAA tournament brackets if you're still alive in uh, some bracket pools. Uh, then on Sunday, uh, San Diego State, uh, they did it as they advanced to the Final Four as they beat Creighton by a single point. They held on there in kind of a controversial fashion. 57 to 56. So was it a foul at the end of the game? Should the foul have been called that late in the game? As well as the San Diego State made free throws. Yep. Ended up uh, going one for two there. Missed the first one, but made the all important second one to put him ahead. And then, you know, at the very end as well, with point two was there yeah. point two was there yeah. point three seconds left, and the officials said it's over. 
we're calling it. We're good. San Diego State on to the Final Four. And you hate that. You you, you hate, you hate that. But again, as I've always said on this show, and I will keep saying, if you're a player, don't make the official have to make a call. Right. Don't put yourself in any position to where there's any question. Mm-hmm. And they did it. Yeah. And it cost them the game. Yeah, it was a kind of ticky-tacky. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not, but. And then you also, on the other side of the argument was, you know, a foul is a foul no matter what time of the game. Right. But that was just a huge moment. You hate that it comes down to that. But, again, don't put yourself in situation to where the ref could blow that whistle. Right. Because in the end, it's all a judgment call. Whether it's mm-hmm. the officials on the floor or if you review it, it's a review official. Either way, it's a judgment call right don't put yourself in a situation to be judged right and i don't know what they were doing at the very end it looked like there was at least a little bit of time left to uh put back on the clock and you know maybe they thought that if it was off of creighton uh, at the very end then it basically was over but they didn't say that they just was like it's over right I don't know. The way it ended, it was very strange. Yeah, it yeah. was uh, an odd ending uh, for sure. So I didn't even know that the San Diego State uh, head coach was a longtime assistant for Coach Fisher, uh, both there at San Diego State and uh, previously at Michigan uh, as well. So kind of uh, nice to see that uh, the assistant was sitting on the bench for some success, and now yep. he is the one to uh, lead the charge yep. into the Final Four for the Aztecs. And then it was uh, Texas taking a fall as the Longhorns go down to Miami, 88-81. to 81, As It looked good for a while for Texas, but then they out, got outscored 51-36 to 36 in the second half. And Miami, they go on to the uh, Final Four there in Houston. So the U using a little NIL, using a little transfer portal, and uh, they get in. They're yep. in to the yep. uh, Final Four, stamp their ticket, the last one in, and uh, they move on. They do. And, again, Travis, this we said coming into this March Madness that there wasn't a team to beat. I didn't expect this much craziness. Right. Exactly. Like, it has been nothing but mm. nuts. It's been nuts. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So, yeah, a five seed, a nine seed, well, two five seeds with Miami and San Diego State, and the uh, four seed of UConn. So, seeds all over the uh, place. And, uh, you know, we knew that this coming into the tournament, that uh, this college basketball season was crazy and uh, ended up being even crazier than we could have imagined in the uh, tournament with these final four teams uh, in there. And uh, Texas, they had a nice run. Uh, Everything that they were caught up in this season with uh, Coach Beard and then the assistant taking over did a good job, and he probably should get the uh, job uh, there for the uh, official coach, not just the interim uh, head coach uh, there. So I think that should be uh, applauded. And, uh, well, with – Texas losing everyone else lost in the uh in the group yeah I was I wasn't gonna bring that up because <laughs> someone finished last and I'm not gonna <laughs> mention who but I was gonna bring up Travis real quickly before we moved on from Miami mm-hmm. their head coach yep he's got experience of being an underdog Does, and making yeah. it to the final four 
coach Georgia Mason as an 11 seed all the way to the Final Four a couple years ago. So, yeah. uh, 17 years ago, I guess, I is a couple. a couple. Yeah, 17 is a couple. <laughs> uh, when you get to be as old as me, 17 is just a couple of years. 17, that's almost old yeah. enough to graduate yep. from yep. high school. Yep, it's just a couple of years ago. Just uh, a couple. But, yeah, I mean, this uh, continue on. Continue on, because i got so much I want to say. <laughs> uh, I just think it's it's ridiculous that uh, everyone is out now in the uh, – in the starting lineup uh, bracket pool, no Final Four teams left, nothing really to play for, nothing really to look forward to for the uh, championship game uh, next Monday night. And I'm sure everyone else is probably not alone with that. The only team that probably people have left in the Final Four is UConn. So uh, that's just crazy to me that you have all these bracket pools all over the place and uh, probably only one possible still left because all the other ones are just crazy like i saw a stat travis 22 brackets picked the final four that's crazy i mean out of two million yeah 22 it's insane travis this is the first time that three teams will be making their first appearance in the same year of the final four wow florida atlantic obviously has never been there they've never won until this year san diego state's never been there and miami has never been to a final four So the only Final Four experience you're getting is from UConn, and that was a long time ago. Not you know, not recently. None. What I mean by that is none of these kids were at UConn. So this is a fresh batch. Now I'm I'm gonna we're gonna peek behind the curtain here for a second because Travis, I saw your Facebook post. Yes, my social media post. Yes, Yes. and and I, I I liked the comment that you put up there. And I get the feeling that you are not alone in thinking this is probably going to be the most, the, the least watched Final Four ever. Yes. If I, not one of them. And I said, I hope it is. I don't think it will be. And here's why. What's drawing people here? The fact that there are these teams that no one thought would be there. That's what's drawing people in. It's the oddity of it. It's the, the, what did we miss factor? Because let's, let's you know, we talk about the experts and what they pick and all this. But how many people nationwide have watched a Florida Atlantic game from start to finish before the tournament? Probably not None. very many. How many watched a Miami game start to finish? Maybe a couple on the ACC network, right? That's about it. San Diego State? Not a probably whole lot, not probably. Very many. UConn? Probably not. They weren't projected to be a huge team entering the season. Yeah, they only finished fourth in the Big East. Yeah. It's a thing of what did we miss that I think is going to draw people in? Who are the players that we missed or the coaches that – because let's let's be honest. The San Diego State coach, the Florida Atlantic coach, if you don't think they're going to try and turn these into better, more high-profile jobs, you're out of your mind. Yeah, yeah, definitely FAU. Definitely yeah. take taking this as a stepping stone. Absolutely. So I think I, I don't think it'll be one of the most watched. I'm not gonna say that at all. But I don't think it'll be the least watched. Because of the fact it is the pure oddity of it that will draw people in. It's kinda like that car crash you drive by on the interstate. You don't want to look as you drive by, but you have to look. 
It, yeah. It's just human nature to look at the oddities, the weird things, the things that stand out. And this Final Four stands out because there's no marquee talent. There's no marquee names. There's no marquee coaches. There is nothing, like you said, to draw people in. And that in itself is an oddity when you're talking in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Yeah, like I just feel like that you don't have a superstar really on any team that's drawing drawing me in here from – three of the four teams and as we said travis we i brought this up before well we we both brought this up first of all the tournament is an awful way to crown a national champion this year is perfect proof of that but the other thing is that college basketball is team based this is a perfect example because there are no superstars but there are good teams good teams advance in march superstars do not right and this year's tournament is a perfect example of it. Yeah. Because all of the superstars went out before, I think you could probably say before the Elite Eight. Yeah, there were some some superstars left in a couple, the Sweet 16. But, but not a whole lot. Yeah, no. You know, and I think that's, again, that's what is the oddity factor of it. Of what did we miss? How good are these teams? And how is it going to – people want to see this to see how it's going to affect their bracket next year. Nah, I don't think people really care about that that I, far ahead. You say that, but we know some people who have entertainment. And you can put entertainment on the moment that final buzzer hits on Monday for the <laughs> national championship. I mean, yeah, you could if you, if you wanted to have that future entertainment. All I'm saying is I don't think it will be the most watched. I do think it will be decently watched because – People, it's the oddity of it. Yeah. Well, I think people need to be prepared for an FAU-UConn National Championship and UConn winning by 30 points. So just be prepared, and this is what you want if you want chaos and what all people enjoy about March Madness. But uh, you can expect a 30-point blowout in the National Championship game. So get ready for it. Okay. I'll, we're we're going to hold Travis to that quote. We will. Yeah. They'll win by 30 if it's UConn versus FAU. On paper, yes. But FAU has lost, should have lost every game they've been in on paper. And they have it. Except for the 16th seed that they beat to get here. Well deserved on that one. All right. I get your point. <laughs> hey, I'll give you a hats off the, the Tennessee one. I mean, Tennessee, best defense in the country. Yep. I will give you that, and I will give you Kansas State yesterday yeah, uh, as well, or Saturday, whenever it was. Saturday, I think it was. But We, we might as well go to break, Travis. I'm going to talk <laughs> another 45 minutes about, about this because you and me are on two totally different grounds on this. Maybe, like, maybe it's just me being uh, cynical and me just being it Very much that, so. Uh, you're, you're upset that. that you can't go any further in your bracket. That's that, all and, it is. And everywhere else. That's and all it that is. And everybody else. Like, uh, no, there's people still just people have, out there. People just have no reason to, to watch this. They don't have any more horses in the race and whatnot. No one to cheer for. No one to really cheer against. We went from a UNC Duke, the best rivalry in college basketball, maybe even college sports, to San Diego State and FAU in the Final Four. What a year a difference makes. To be fair, San Diego State, the year of COVID, had one loss. They were probably going to be a one seed that year. They beat Gonzaga twice. It's not like they haven't been good. 
had people postponing their weddings or people watching wedding or video the final four okay. with their weddings the last thing i'm going to say about this travis because we just got done talking about when we talked about the illinois anniversary on friday and that is it means more to these schools and these alumni because they've never been there sure so i think more people are going to watch who went to those schools because Duke UNC, we're supposed to be there. I'll watch the national championship game. That's all that really matters. Yeah. F- name some famous alumni from FAU. I know what I'm looking up during the commercial break, Travis. <laughs> there you go. Look it up. And San Diego State, for that matter. I do know a few from Miami and maybe a couple from Oh, you know the U's going to represent, Travis. I guess so, but... Uh, some people down in uh, Florida that used to be on this network are making it very annoying to uh, watch the Hurricanes. But uh, we need to hit a break and we need to come back with some uh, local sports, some baseball and uh, softball. And we'll get us up for today's uh, scheduled action coming up here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. This is Effingham Fire Chief Brent Yoakum. We have all heard about home fires taking lives and destroying all that a family owns. These tragedies remind us to double check for fire safety. The Effingham Fire Department says, make sure your home has properly installed and working smoke alarms. Replace the batteries each time you change the hour on your clocks. Practice a fire escape plan. Teach children never to hide if there's a fire. In case of fires, the most important thing to do is to protect life. Get out and stay out. Easter egg hunts aren't just for kids. It's time for a virtual hunt to win some awesome local prizes. Go to FEMRadio.com and search for the golden Easter egg. Once you find it, click on it and register to win. You can register to win as many times as you like. They increase your chances of winning. Win some great prizes from local businesses like John Boo's Factory Showman Outlet, Jordan Mahan Country Financial, Barlow Lock and Security, Mid-State Camper Sales. Good luck finding that golden egg and happy Easter from our team at Cromwell Media. We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's $5,000, $50,000, or $500,000, we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids. No matter where you are, call now. 800-575-6759. Don't lose hope. TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the IRS. There is zero risk to you. If we can't reduce your tax debt, then you pay nothing. Our passion is taxes and helping individuals fix their IRS problems. We have a five-star rating on Google and Yelp and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. You don't need to be afraid of the IRS any longer. End your tax nightmare today by visiting us online at tra.com or call 800-575-6759. That's 800-575-6759. Tax Relief Advocates, real solutions for real people. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. Okay, easy now. You're teaching your kid how to parallel park. Ouch! <laughs> Turns out he likes to do it by feel. Don't worry, eBay Motors has bumpers, trunk lids, license plate holders, and headlights. <laughs> They've got lots of headlights. When you need parts, get it right the first time with eBay Guaranteed Fit. When you see the check, you know that part's going to fit eBay Motors. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
Lowe's MVP's bonus days are back for pros. Right now, buy a DeWalt 20-volt max power stack battery two-pack at $199 and get a select DeWalt Bear tool free. Plus, earn three times the bonus points on all Metabo HPT tools and products. Shop even more savings and bonus points offers during MVP's bonus days at Lowe's. Bonus points calculated before taxes and fees after applicable discounts, if any. About 320 through 331. Subject to change. Selection varies by location. While supplies last. Discount taken in time of purchase. Visit Lowe's.com slash MVP's bonus points for details. And now... And I also asked, Coach, what can we expect from the FEM Hearts this season? Well, I tell you what, it's um, it's ironic. I was talking with a couple people about that. Uh, it would help if I played the uh, right clip. Back to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 at the uh, game ESPN radio. As we turn the page from uh, college of basketball, Zay, did you find any uh, famous famous alumni? From, FAU, no. Uh, FAU? Not really. No. Not, not, not a whole lot. There's a couple WNBA players, a lot of football players, none that really rang out to me. That'll make S- you tune in. San Diego State, though. Bud Black. Um, Mark Grace, Mark Grace, Mark Grace, Herm Edwards, the coach, Herm, Marshall Falk, uh, of course, yes. John Fox, Ty France, Joe Gibbs, Coach Joe Gibbs, hmm. Tony Gwynn, senior and junior, hmm. all went to San Diego State. Travis, so don't be don't be hating on uh, San Diego State there. A little bit, a little bit more than I thought. Uh huh. Uh huh. I figured. <laughs> I figured. Kawhi Leonard. John Madden? John Madden went to San Diego State, Travis. Really? Yes. Hmm. You can't hate on San Diego State. I want them to win now just because of who went to school there. I had not realized that. Yep. Some pretty famous alums. Yes. From San Diego State then. So maybe I I take that back for alums. Maybe in the pod we'll look at who. Steven Strasburg went to San Diego State. Yes. Maybe That's maybe right. maybe in the pod we'll look at uh, each school's alumni and see who would win mm, based on alumni. <laughs> I know who's not winning, Florida Atlantic. Exactly. Uh, we'll see what happens on the basketball court coming up on uh, Saturday. And you can hear it right here on 99 The Game. That's right. Turn it, tune it in. 3.30. And uh, let's take a look at some local sports. Uh, basically, uh, the majority, uh, 90% of uh, – Things got postponed or canceled on uh, Friday. Uh, Lincoln did squeeze in a game with Williamsville, uh, six to uh, five. Um, and on Saturday, a couple of games, a uh, few games went down. Uh, North Clay uh, they defeated uh, Greenfield in their first game as they played a doubleheader uh, with Jacksonville uh, route. As the North Clay won the first game over Greenfield, seven to four, and Jacksonville route. One of the other game over North Clay of five to uh, nothing, as FEM also played a little uh, doubleheader. It was like kind of like a triangular uh, thing with Troy Triad and Mount Vernon, as uh, Troy Triad beat FEM four to uh, nothing in one of their games. FEM only was able to scratch across four hits in this one, uh, spread around by Fox Harper. Uh, Coberline and Webb were the other guys to uh, get the hits for the Hearts. Uh, McDevitt took the loss in this one. He went all six innings, giving up seven hits, four runs, and eight Ks. 
and also giving up a long ball as well. But FEM did win the game over Mount Vernon, a 9-2-7, as it was a comeback from the fifth inning on. As uh, Let's see here. Yeah, it looks like the Hearts uh, were trailing 7-2 at one point, but... Two runs in the fifth, three in the sixth, and two more in the seventh give the victory for the Hearts as it looks like Quest Hall led the way in RBIs. He had three of them. He was also three for three at the play with a couple runs scored. Fox had two RBIs as well. Other players driving in runs, Raditz and Webb getting the other RBIs. And it looks like Donaldson got the win in relief. He went two in a third inning, only giving up one hit, no runs, and striking out one batter as well. So FEM with the uh, comeback win over Mount Vernon to uh, salvage one game on the uh, day. It's also Decatur St. Teresa. They got a win over Decatur LSA 11-1 and also a win over Argenta 4-1 on a Saturday and uh, one game, a couple games did get in in a softball action in the South Central Conference. North Mac they defeated Lincolnwood six to three, and then they also defeated Springfield Lamphere twenty four to six, and uh, that big score there. And uh, that was really it from the games on Saturday and a Sunday or Saturday, Friday and Saturday, schedule for today as we already have a couple of changes to the schedule as it was originally scheduled for Altamont to be at South Central but has been moved to Altamont. So mm-hmm. instead it will be South Central at Altamont. And then Oka Valley was supposed to come to Louisville to take on North Clay. Well, that game has been canceled due to the weather. Uh, other games that's yeah, going to yeah, go on? Yeah, I, I just got some in. Um the Cumberland game against Robinson has been canceled. Uh, it will now be played on May 2nd. And Cumberland softball uh, at Charleston has been postponed. will be moved to next Wednesday, March 29th. So okay. uh, there you go. So, All right. And uh, some other games that are supposed to happen in the NTC today. Uh, St. Anthony hosting Salem and Dietrich at Mulberry Grove. Uh, Little Illini is supposed to happen today. Our cold at Marshall, Oblong hosting Casey, Edwards County at Lawrenceville, Mattoona at Olney, Georgetown Ridge Farm hosting Paris, Wayne City at Mount Carmel, and the Apollo Lincoln hosting Monticello, Topolis at Mohammed, Lincoln Prairie at Neoga at Heritage, Blue Ridge hosting Westville, and that Cumberland Robinson game that's been uh, postponed. Uh, Central Illinois, uh, Windsor's Two Straws against Central AM, RJ. At Sullivan, Warrensburg, Latham at Decatur, St. Theresa, South Central Conference, Staunton at Hillsborough, Pena hosting Ramsey, Metro East at Gillespie, North Mac at Lincolnwood, and uh, softball, uh, Sullivan at, at Altamont, St. Anthony at Flora, St. Elmo Brownstown at Oka Valley, Dietrich against Mulberry Grove, Fairfield at North Clay, and I believe that game has already been postponed as well. Uh, Little Illini, Newton at Oblong, Topless at Olney, Edwards County at Lawrenceville, Mount Carmel at Mount Vernon, Indiana, Paris at Neoga, Apollo at Paris at FEM, Mount Zion at Windsor's Two Straws, uh, Morton hosting Lincoln, uh, Central Illinois. Uh, we got a couple of uh, Highland, Indiana versus Clinton, uh, Lincoln Prairie, uh, Chrisman at Arcola, Arthur at Macon Meridian, Villa Grove at Salt Fork, Argenta against Moroa, Westville at Blue Ridge, South Central Conference, uh, South Central 
are at South Central at Vandalia, Auburn at Hillsboro, Carrollton hosting Staunton, Payne at Lincolnwood, and Greenville at All Marquette. And we also have some scheduled track meets as well, both boys and girls track meet. Altamont and Cumberland are supposed to be here at FEM, St. Anthony, Red Hill, Oblong at Robinson, and Neoga at Marshall as well currently on the schedule. Again, obviously weather yep. permitting as well. We'll try to keep up with the closings and postponements. On the website, FEMRated.com, click on the local sports tab for all the results over there. All right, so let's uh, turn the page. And after the uh, break, we're going to be talking uh, some NBA and might get to uh, some NHL as well. And uh, national sports coming up next here on the uh, starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. If you served in the Vietnam, Gulf War, or post-9-11 eras, you may be eligible for expanded VA benefits. A new law, known as the PACT Act, provides disability compensation, health care, free toxic exposure screenings, and more to veterans who were exposed to toxins during their military service. You can submit a claim for your PACT Act-related benefits now. Claims received by August 10, 2023 may be paid back to August 10, 2022. Visit va.gov forward slash PACT to learn more and file your claim. You shouldn't let financial concerns spoil your retirement, and you shouldn't have to worry about what you'll leave for your family after you're gone. If you set up a tax-free inheritance for your loved ones with single premium whole life insurance, you can drop your worries and enjoy your retirement. Contact your local Pekin Insurance agent to request a single premium whole life quote. And in Effingham, call Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Score. Pass. Out of bounds. Those are sports words. Some people hear any sports word and they can't help but listen. Like drive. Drive is another sports word. And drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. You might say those savings are on par with the best in the league. (laughs) You see, par is also a sports word, so I know you're still listening. And that's called covering our bases. Okay, I'm done now. But I'm serious about drivers saving big with Progressive. Now I'm really done. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. Wendy's $3 breakfast deal is a bacon or sausage egg croissant plus small seasoned potatoes for three bucks. It's the breakfast that don't miss. So if you did miss Wendy's breakfast, don't imagine fresh cracked eggs, sizzling sausage, crispy bacon, and block out those hot, buttery, flaky croissants. Croissants don't really make a sound, but if they did, for a breakfast that don't miss, Wendy's is that breakfast. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's $3 breakfast deal. Limited time only. Participating U.S. Wendy's. Select a request $3 breakfast deal to obtain discount. Not valid for all the card combo orders. And now, the starting lineup. You know, Travis, I like you. <laughs> okay. But you're wrong. Flora's going to get this win. All right. Handedly, 42 to 14. 42 14. Wow. To Flora. The disrespect. <laughs> On 98 9, the game. Eric Fry Sports Center update. The Blues gave up five goals in the first period of their 7-6 loss to the Kings at Crypto.com. Arena St. Louis trailed 5-1 entering the second period before they finally got on the board. Blues remain in sixth place in the Central Division with 72 points and a 33-34-6 record. St. Louis hosts Vancouver tomorrow. 
The future is arriving for the Cardinals. As the Cardinals announced on Saturday, that outfielder Jordan Walker has made the club's opening day roster. Walker is the highest-ranked prospect in the Cardinals' farm system, and he's a consensus top-five prospect in the league. Walker was drafted in the first round of the 2020 MLB Draft and hit 306 with 19 home runs and 68 RBIs in 119 games at AA Springfield last season. Another team news, the Cardinals were crushed by the Astros 24-1 in exhibition play yesterday. Steven Mann starts for St. Louis against Baltimore today. St. Louis City SC has still won every MLS game they've played. The City beat Real Salt Lake 4-0 at America's first field on Saturday. The expansion franchise scored all four of its goals in the second half. St. Louis remains in first place in the Western Conference with five wins, no draws, no losses, and 15 points. They host Minnesota this Saturday. Zach Levine went off for a game-high 32 points. The Bulls beat the Lakers 118-108 in Los Angeles, spoiling LeBron James' return to the lineup. The Bulls now sit 10th in the Eastern Conference at 36-38, and but are now just a half game out of 8th and 9th. The Bulls remain in L.A. to take on the Clippers tonight. Welcome back in to the starting lineup. Travis Sparks here, Eric Frow, those are Sports Center hits. You did the good news about the Cardinals, yes. Jordan Walker, and then you just, just had to snuck ruin in it with the, the 24 to 1. 24 to 1. It was, I mean, on paper, Travis, it should have been a great day if you were a St. Louis sports fan. You had Blues. Yeah. You had two Cardinal games on Saturday. You had, you know, the uh, soccer. The soccer. Like, it was Battle a Hawks. packed day. And unfortunately, Blues let you down. Yeah. And uh, the Cardinals let you down on Sunday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but hey, the soccer team's doing really good. They are surprising everybody. Everybody. The expansion. They're like the Vegas Knights of the soccer world. They are. They are. So. I don't know if anyone's ever going to use that comparison yeah, again. Yeah, probably not. Uh, but uh, like you mentioned uh, in your sports center head, the Bulls, uh, they spoiled LeBron's return as it kind of came up uh, quick. As you said, he went to the LeBron James of feet to uh, make him return quicker. Whatever. <laughs> and uh, he came off the bench and scored uh, 19 points uh, yesterday and also got a little uh, taunted, taunted by uh, Patrick Beverly. Saying he was too oh, small. Oh, go figure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but hey, the Bulls got the last laugh, and uh, they won by ten, one eighteen to one oh eight. Yep. And uh, both teams battling for a playing tournament positioning, and uh, Chicago spoiling the return of LeBron yesterday. You hate to see it, my hate. I yeah, mean, you hate to see it. Hate to see it. And also, if you're a fan of uh, Kyrie Irving, you hate to see this as the Hornets, they uh, beat the uh, Mavericks 110 to 104. They're like 7 and 13 since Kyrie joined uh, with him and Luka on the floor. They're like 2 and 8. And uh, Luka, he uh, went out for 40 points and uh, 12 rebounds, 2 assists shy from a triple double. And he also picked up his 16th technical foul of the season as well. He's facing a one-game suspension uh, as well. And I can't remember if it was late last week, what exactly day it was, but uh, Luca was saying something about him not having fun anymore uh, playing basketball. Yep. And, uh, well, Kyrie Irving, you acquire him, and this is what you do. This is what he does to your superstar. Yep, makes him unhappy. That's <laughs> and you happens. lose to the Hornets. And you're out of the playoffs right now. The playoffs started right now. You wouldn't even be in the play-in right now for the Mavs. That's yeah, Luca, get out of Dallas. <laughs> Quick. Yeah. And then Kyrie also having a fan get ejected as well. 
so just great things happening in, in Dallas. Yeah, right now. definitely. Nothing <laughs> but good thing. Uh, the Grizzlies, they beat the Hawks yesterday, 123 to 119. Uh, Celtics again all over the uh, Spurs. Spurs can't put up 100 points to uh, to save their basketball lives. 137 to 293. Uh, Jalen Brown goes off for 41. Uh, Cavs beat the Rockets 108-91. Uh, Raptors over the Wizards. Uh, T-Wolves over the Warriors 99-96. to uh, And uh, so Cat uh, coming in with a clutch three to beat the Warriors. And that was uh, at home for Golden State. Only their eighth loss at home mm. this season. So uh, Milwaukee taking the L there on a Sunday. On a Saturday, the uh, Pacers, they lost to uh, the Hawks, 143-130. to Defense optional there. Uh, Jokic, not a triple-double on Saturday, but they uh, Denver still gets the win over Milwaukee, 129-106. Jokic only goes for 31-11 assists, but he only had six rebounds. Uh, Suns over the uh, 76ers, 125-105 to there. And uh, the Pelicans beating the uh, Clippers 131 to 1-10. Like Eric mentioned in his uh, Sports Center hit there, uh, Chicago still out west taking on the uh, Clippers, uh, staying there in LA. Also uh, tonight, uh, Indiana taking on the uh, Mavericks in Indiana. Pacers are uh, the Bucks against the uh, Pistons, Rockets against the Knicks. Suns, Jazz, the 76ers, and Nuggets, and two potential MVP candidates going one-on-one with each other. Joel Embiid against Jokic, uh, Pelicans, Blazers, and the Timberwolves against the Kings tonight as well in the world of NBA basketball. Before we move on with from NBA, two weeks Travis, left. I know, right? Isn't that crazy? Two weeks left in the regular season. I was looking this up because it felt to me like LeBron in his career has never had great success against the Bulls. No. I looked it up, Travis. Do you know that LeBron is 33-28 and 28 against the Bulls? No. That is the lowest record of anyone he has played 50-plus games against. Hmm. He's played the Bulls 61 times. He's 33-28. and 28. Fun fact, he's gone against the Nuggets 40 times. He's 20-20 and 20 against the Nuggets. Hmm. So a perfect 500 in his career against the Nuggets. Really? Team he's beaten the most, by the way, the Hornets. He's 47-7 and seven against the Hornets. Hmm. Just owns Charlotte. Yep. And, well, someone else isn't going to own the Hornets <laughs> exactly. very much longer, so it might as well be LeBron. Exactly. He's also 17-3 and three against the Cavs in his career. Hmm. Only faced the Cavs 20 times. Hmm. Yeah. So he's also 22-8 would... and eight against the Lakers. Hmm. That would make sense that he has faced the Cavs that few times. Yep. Uh, but like I said, uh, right now the uh, Mavericks on the outside are looking in uh, their uh, game back of the uh, Thunder for that last uh, playing spot. And the Lakers there sitting at uh, the ninth spot right now, holding a tiebreaker over the Thunder currently. Uh, I think we did have another team to uh, clinch a playoff spot in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, the Cavs. Uh, clinch as they're the four seed right now, but they're in. Not a bad move uh, by LeBron leaving there, right? Yeah. yeah. Got they're, a lot of young, in. Yeah. young talent there for uh, Cleveland. Good once again. Hopefully they can uh, stay healthy. I know uh, uh, injuries 
kind of derailed them last year. Uh, last uh, yesterday in uh, the uh, NHL, as uh, Eric Mitchin and his sports on hit five uh, first period goals for the Kings, they needed every bit of them as it was a seven to six winner over the Blues yesterday. Avalanche four to three in a shootout over the Coyotes. Uh, Bruins also in a, a shootout as well over the Hurricanes so four to three. So Bruins 57, 11 and five this season uh, for Boston. Pasternak had a couple of goals yesterday in the win. Canucks four to two over the uh, Blackhawks and the Maple Leafs in the win over the Preds three to two yesterday. On a Saturday, you had the uh, Blues win over the uh, Ducks, six to three. You also had the Bruins win over the Lightning, two to one. Uh, Kraken also got the victory over the uh, Preds, seven to two. Flames over the Sharks, five to three. Rangers, four to three, over the uh, Panthers. Oh, Wild beat the Blackhawks on Saturday. Hurricanes beat the Maple Leafs on Saturday, five to three. Um, Penguins beat the Capitals 4-3 to in uh, the matchup between Ovechkin and uh, Crosby. And in overtime, the Knights, they beat uh, the Oilers 4-3 to in OT. Game's going on uh, this evening as we don't have very long left for the NHL regular season as well. Uh, you got the Canadian Sabres, Panthers, uh, Senators, Devils, Islanders, Kraken Wild, Avalanche, Ducks, Oilers versus the Coyotes tonight as well. And uh, let's see. Uh, we don't have uh, anybody else. Uh, the Devils, they officially clinched. I think that's a new clincher uh, for the NHL so far uh, this season. Um, let's see. You had, yeah, those are really the only few teams that have Boston, uh, Carolina, and the Devils. I was going to say, Travis, is Boston going to break the record? 62 wins is the record. They're on pace, I heard this morning, for 64 wins. Yeah. And they're on pace to to break the point record by a point. Mm-hmm. Do they, because they have, I mean, they have everything locked up, right? Yeah. Their division, the conference, everything. How hard do you keep pushing? Right. Yeah, because it didn't work out so well for the Lightning when they... right. Right. And they did that. <laughs> uh, definitely have some easy games on the schedule remaining. Nashville, Columbus, the Blues, uh, Philadelphia, Montreal, the close out the season. Um, so it's definitely doable for uh, Boston. Yep. Uh, for sure. And, uh, yeah, I don't know how hard they push. Uh, currently right now, one, two, three. Four, five, six, seven a game win streak for the uh, Bruins after dropping a couple of games uh, back to back. But uh, they're back in action against the uh, Preds uh, tomorrow uh, for that one. A couple of games left on ABC as well uh, on the uh, national schedule for the Bruins as well. All right, so uh, a lot of things happened uh, this weekend. We got to get you the uh, top three moments of the uh, sports weekend to uh, close out the show. Coming up next. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Justin Naders. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, 
We'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk to your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. And Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Finally, baseball is back. Swing into the season with tickets to the action. Plus, with basketball and hockey heating up, now is a great time to experience a game. Vivid Seats is proud to be the official ticketing partner of ESPN. From on the glass to in the stands, Vivid Seats has great ticket prices to all the games. Every crack of the bat, every dribble down the court. Catch it all with Vivid Seats. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Get in zone. AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, thinking about gas mileage. You know, changing your oil with a full synthetic oil like Valvoline Advanced can help your engine get more miles. Right now, you can get five quarts with an STP Extended Life oil filter for only $37.99. Get started on your next job today with the parts you need when you need them at AutoZone or AutoZone.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. And now. So can... It's a little overrated. Peyton Manning is overrated. A little bit, yeah. You're thinking of his like last year. No. Don't think of him as his last year. No, like his whole career. The starting lineup. <laughs> he is properly rated. No, a little overrated. How dare you? On 98.9 The Game. Peyton Manning can thank Edron James, Jeff Saturday, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Dallas Clark, all right, then Joe Montana is overrated. Thank oh, you can thank yeah. Jerry Rice for everything. Right. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup on 98.9. We're only here on 98.9. We're just a little bit longer. Coming up, we got more stuff to uh, talk about in the uh, pod. It will be a uh, spring training. We got a preview of the AL and NL East, and also got to get to a NASCAR pick'em. And uh, Eric may not be done looking up famous alumni <laughs> from the uh, Final Four that we have in uh, college basketball as well. So stick around on the pod for that. <laughs> but uh, let's uh, close out of the uh, show with the uh, top three from the sports weekend. And now, it's time for the top three. Top three from the sports weekend, of course, in no particular order, but I'll start off with my number three. And that was an all-star game that took place yesterday as it was the NTC All-Stars getting the win over the LPC All-Stars, 93-80. Logan Cornette of Altamont named the MVP mm-hmm. and uh, Eric Coleman also scoring 12 points as well with uh, Cornette scoring 12 as well and Logan Fleener throwing down a two-handed jam as well yesterday so uh, ATC All-Star is getting the win. I think I saw uh, Yarhouse won the three-point shootout he as did, well. Yeah. So, uh, Altamont representing strong. Yeah, not shocked by that. No, not shocked at all. My number three, Travis, we already talked about it but it's the madness that is March. Love it or hate it, this is what everyone... We never get to see it this late, the madness that we've seen. 
but it's part of why March Madness is what it is. Yeah, it definitely uh, is what it is. And uh, my number two is kind of along those lines. And we're going to the women's tournament. There is Caitlin Clark dropping a, a triple, a double, 41 points, 12 assists, 10 rebounds. First ever 30-plus triple-double. First ever triple-double, I believe, in NCAA tournament history. Maybe the 30-point one, I know for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, leading Iowa to the uh, Final Four for the first time since the 90s. And Kaylin Clark is legit. Travis, there's a chance if Ohio State wins tonight, it'll be half of the Final Four for the women's. would be Ooh, Big Ten teams. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, Ohio State that? pulling off the upset over yeah. UConn. Yeah. Yeah, down the Huskies. Big Ten, we can do it in March on the <laughs> women's side. Don't you worry. Yeah, represent. Uh, my number two takes us to Austin, Texas, and that is where Zane Smith won the truck race at the uh, track on Saturday. Went to do a burnout after the track after the race. Travis burnt his truck up. Literally caught the truck on fire. It's just sitting there burning. <laughs> I've never seen a post-race interview where they're like, "Let's step away from the car because it's on fire." <laughs> it's on fire. It was one of the craziest things. And the announcers are like, uh, someone going to put that out? <laughs> like Everyone just kind of standing there. And it's like, you may want to keep that truck. So, yeah. uh, Especially after a win. Yeah. You may want to use it again later on. But <laughs> apparently he didn't care. He burnt it down, literally. Ah, uh, man. <laughs> That's funny. And then uh, my uh, number one uh, moment was Eric mentioned it in his uh, Sports Center hit, but Jordan Walker making the opening day roster for the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. And also uh, there was a hidden camera with uh, inside the room when Ollie uh, told uh, Jordan that he was making the opening day roster. And it was a nice little moment. You like to see that. There was also the Yankees uh, top prospect as mm -hmm. well, uh, Volpe, uh, as well, and a hidden camera with Aaron Boone telling him he, that he made the opening day roster. So you like to see kind of inside uh, yep. those little moments there. And uh, so uh, those two, particularly Jordan Walker, making the opening day roster for the Cardinals. My number one, Travis, and I caught the end of this game, and it was a tight, highly contested game. Watched it on ESPNU, and that's John A. Logan winning the national championship, ah, Travis. Yeah. Denying Northwest Florida State their second straight title. Uh, it was come from behind fashion. It was close. Came down to free throws at the end, and John A. Logan did just enough to get the win. So getting to see that on ESPN and seeing them celebrating, it was kind of funny because they're like, oh, they won. And you see, like, everyone celebrating. And then it cuts like five seconds later, and there's a player just holding up the trophy, like just walking away, holding the trophy up in the air. It's like, no ceremony? <laughs> no nothing? It. He's just going to take it national and go? champions? Yeah, that's wow. it. So uh, I saw they had a big parade down uh, there by Johnny Logan, and, and welcomed him back to town yesterday. So congratulations, uh, you know, representing the, the area as far as, you know, junior college basketball goes very, very well as Johnny Logan. They have for the past couple of years. Yeah. They're right. starting to build a, quite a little program down there. A very nice national championship to uh, close out of the uh, top of three uh, there. So uh, awesome number one. Uh, there all right still got more stuff to uh, talk about in the uh, pod catch us over there wherever you find your favorite podcast but uh, coming up next here on espn radio is uh, fitz and harry i'm sure more stuff to uh, talk about with the uh, lamar jackson tweets that was uh, fired out early this morning we'll probably get into that eventually later on this week but uh, we had a lot of stuff to uh, talk about so uh, stay tuned to espn radio for uh, that and we'll talk to you tomorrow Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game.
Welcome back to the starting lineup. Welcome into overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Uh, still got a lot of uh, stuff to uh, talk about. MLB, MLB is spring training. We got the preview of the uh, AL and NL East, as well as a NASCAR and a NASCAR pick'em uh, recap of that mm-hmm. as well. All on the way and. Uh, is there anything on sports or anything you wanted to clean up? Yeah, the Cubs gave up just five hits during a 5 nothing win over the Royals in spring training yesterday. Patrick Wisdom, Dansby Swanson, and Cody Bellinger all went deep in the victory. Chicago 16-12 in exhibition play. Jamison Tyon starts for the Cubs today against the White Sox. So, battle for Chicago and Arizona today, Travis. Yeah. For that should be good. Uh, with the hiring of their new head coach, the Colts will get an early start in the offseason program. Indianapolis will begin Phase 1 Monday, April 10th. Phase 1 consists of two... The first two weeks of the offseason program, the activity is limited to meetings, strength and conditioning, and physical rehabilitation only. Colts will then have voluntary minicamp April 24th through the 26th. The NFL draft begins Thursday, April 27th. Just pointing that out there. The NFL's annual league meetings begin on Sunday in Phoenix. There will be several new rules up for debate over the next couple of days, as well as the impending decision on the extension for NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. Some coaches spoke with the media on the first day of the meetings, including New York Jets head coach Robert Sala speaking on superstar quarterback Aaron Rodgers, deciding he wanted to play for New York. He said that, quote, to have a guy like him want to play for us is pretty cool and shows how far we've come, end quote. And despite ongoing trade rumors, new Arizona Cardinals head coach is prepping for the upcoming season with DeAndre Hopkins at receiver and said that he's, quote, excited to get to work with him, end quote. The meetings extend through Wednesday. The Broncos won't be dealing away their top wide receivers this offseason. Head coach Sean Payton said during the league meetings in Phoenix that the team doesn't plan to trade away Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton. Multiple reports said that Denver received calls for both wideouts. The Broncos were wanting a first-round draft pick in a potential trade for either of them. Payton said Denver is, quote, in the business of gathering talent right now, end quote. Gathering talent. Gathering talent. And finally, the Atlanta Braves will be starting the season without one of their key members of their pitching rotation. Right-hander Kyle Wright will open the season on the 15-day injured list as he continues to recover from an injured shoulder. The plans for Wright to remain in extended spring training for the next two weeks. He will be eligible to return to action April 11th when the Braves take on the Reds. Wright went 21-5 and with a 319 ERA on the mound last season. His injury status has opened the door for an opportunity from Dylan Dodd and Jaron Schuster to make their major league debuts in the first week of the regular season. Yeah, and uh, that uh, Dodd is uh, kind of has Illinois ties. Uh, Bismarck Kinney. Oh yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think he's going to be making the opening day roster with that injury. So. Yep. Yep. Congratulations to so him. Some Central Illinois ties. Yes. It's always good to see. And we'll see where the Braves stack up. We shall. In the we NL East. Coming up in a little bit with our previews as we gear up towards opening day on a Thursday. All right, so uh, let's take a look at uh, some MLB uh, from uh, spring training from uh, yesterday. They're already off and running it today, but uh, from yesterday, like uh, Eric mentioned, uh, 24-1 to Astros over the Cardinals in their split 
you can blame uh, the early start time, Travis. I mean, yes. nine fifty-five broadcast start time is way too early. That's what <laughs> did is. in the Cardinals yesterday. It is. Uh, it was. Uh, it was an ugly one, for sure. Yep. As uh, he scored, they scored often, early and often. Well, not so. Uh, they put up nine in the bottom of the eighth. Oh, jeez. So maybe it wasn't so early. Uh, but the Twins, they beat the uh, Red Sox yesterday. Uh, Baltimore over Philly, 4-2. Uh, Braves, 8-1 to one over the uh, Pirates. Pirates only 9-16 and 16 this spring. Uh, Yankees, 6-2 uh, to two over the uh, Blue Jays. Tigers over the Rays, 11-10. Marlins and Nationals tied at 2 Guardians over the Reds, three to two. Rockies four to two over the White Sox. Cubs get the shutout over the Royals, five to nothing. Uh, Royals actually been pretty good this uh, spring, and nineteen and twelve they are now. Uh, San Francisco got the win over the A's, nine to five. Marlins and Mets tied at three. So did the Brewers and the Diamondbacks. They tied at four. Reds over the Rockies, seven to five. Mariners and Padres tied at five, and uh, the Dodgers shut out the Angels three to nothing there. Game's going on already today, uh, uh, St. Louis and uh, Baltimore matching up, uh, so hopefully no 20-plus run game. Red Sox, Braves already underway, Pirates, Twins, Rays, Yankees, uh, Phillies, Blue Jays, uh, Padres, Mariners coming up here. Uh, the battle for Chicago out in Arizona. It's the White Sox versus the Cubs today. Yep. Uh, Rockies against the uh, Brewers, Royals, Rangers, the Dodgers matching up again with the Angels, Guardians, Diamondbacks, A's, and uh, Giants as uh, spring training will come to a close tomorrow. And then it's a uh, full speed ahead to uh, the opening day locations for these squads. And so. Two more days of uh, spring training down in uh, the nice weather of Florida and Arizona. Mm-hmm. And it'll be up north to the big leagues, to the big show mm. there. As uh, very cool that uh, Jordan Walker are going to be making the uh, opening day uh, roster there for the Cardinals. I know that him and Wynn have the most hype around them as young prospects. And uh, nice to see uh, Walker getting the opportunity uh, here and uh, on opening day, we'll see uh, what happens on the opening day roster coming up on a Thursday. And we'll dive deeper into the uh, Central uh, tomorrow as we'll uh, preview those two divisions, AL, NL Central, yep. coming up for you tomorrow. Uh, we'll see where the White Sox stand. We'll see where the Cubbies and the Cardinals stand as well. First, before we get to the uh, East previews, uh, NASCAR and a NASCAR pick'em. Yep. Uh, NASCAR. They were at the uh, road course. Yep. A Coda. Coda. Circuit of the Americas. Circuit of the Americas. That's yes. right. And uh, it was uh, Tyler Reddick getting the win, and it was really it was sad, but it was it was also really cool. Did you did you watch the end of the race, Travis? The very I end, watched. not the fake end or the fake end before that or the fake <laughs> end before that. But the actual end. I was waiting for the uh, yes. <laughs> for the end to come. Yes, I, I checked it out. Kurt Busch's commentary on that final lap when Tyler Reddick is pulling away. Kurt Busch, that was his car last year until right, he got hurt. Yeah, and he was quite emotional. 
And it was very powerful and very sad because as he was talking, you could tell that he was a guy. He was he's not ready to retire, and he has he hasn't said he's retired. Mm-hmm. He just hasn't gotten medically cleared yet from his concussion, and so to see his car dominate yeah. and win while he's in the booth, mm-hmm. it had to be a bit bittersweet for him. It had to be, yeah. you know. And talking about you know, I, you know, saying I love those guys, but they're in good hands now. It was. It, it was almost like if you, you know, a, a relationship that you didn't really want to end, but one was moving off to college and one was staying home. You still wish them the best, but you still long to be with them. Mm-hmm. That's what it sounded like when Kurt was announcing that last lap. Like, yeah, he wishes the 45 team the best, but he wishes he was behind the car of it, like right. behind the wheel. So, yeah, it was and powerful, then, though. You know, the uh, he, he was pulling away, but yeah. Kyle Bush. Yeah, Kyle, his brother. Yeah, and a finish in second. Yep, he did. And uh, the the ending of that was an absolute train wreck. Uh, <laughs> it was a, a, abysmal. I think I saw some NASCAR drivers post race saying hacks. Um, and, and I think NASCAR needs to reevaluate some of their rules for road courses. Yeah, whether that be only one attempt at an overtime finish. Mm-hmm. I saw a lot of people on that. I also saw a lot of people saying you need to make track limits for turn one on restarts. Because, I mean, that's where all the problems were. That was, Because yeah. that, that first turn is so wide and it gets so narrow that everyone just dives it in there and they just hit everyone on the way on the outside and just keep going. Right, and you can, you can tell on every restart there yeah. was, there was problems with everybody every getting one. into yep. everybody. Yep. So how many more attempts are we going to yep. have to try to get this right? Because this is going to happen every yep. single time with everybody bunched up the way that they are on restarts. And you can tell that they're going fast and then they have to slam on the brakes and it's slamming on the brakes so much that there's smoke yep. k- coming out because they're stepping on the brakes so hard. And uh, it just seemed to be happening uh, every time. And so uh, every attempt at an overtime finish uh, was unsuccessful due to the uh, leader having to take the uh, white flag uh, there in order to make the uh, race official. And it just seemed like every car's got spun out and then they couldn't get going again or they were going and just left debris on the Mm -hmm. track. So they had to uh, call it to... Uh, clean off the debris off the track. I think, and I was just looking this up, I think one of the first attempts at the overtime, Travis, was uh, the caution came out, and I believe it was for, yes, it was uh, the the very end attempt. Um, Ross Chastain ended up uh, getting damaged, and then he stopped on on the track, and that was what kind of started the, the overtime, needing to have overtime. Travis, he came back to finish fourth. Yeah. Like, that shouldn't happen. That shouldn't happen. That's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's great. Like, he should, but like it, when he wrecks there at the yeah. very end, that should be it. There's yeah. no way he should be getting a top ten, let alone a top five. There was someone who was not happy with Mr. Chastain after the race. Go figure, right? If you remember that last year, he won here. He knocked A.J. Allmendinger out of the way to get the win in that last yeah, turn. They and showed he showed his career win. This race... It was his teammate, Daniel Suarez, and him had words after the race. Ah, teammates. Daniel actually hit him entering pit road, and then they were talking back and forth. And, I, you know, the, the video is from far away. It's not like it's very close video, but you hear Daniel Suarez basically saying, you know, you were a train. You and the 48 were like a train just plowing through everybody, uh, getting up there. And then Ross yells back to Daniel, don't get all high and mighty on me. So, like... 
<laughs> maybe you, you know, maybe there's some tension there at Trackhouse. You know, Daniel. I think Daniel Suarez, you know, feels like this is his team. He was the the guy that they asked to start this team with whenever it started two years ago. It was Daniel. He was the only guy. It was his team. You know, Pitbull was behind it and everything like that, and the heritage and everything like that. Well, now he hasn't performed as good as Ross has. Yeah. So it makes me wonder if there is some tension in that, you know, that race team of who is, who's the guy. Maybe. And it kind of boiled over there on, uh, on Sunday. So I look forward to kind of seeing throughout the week what some other people think of it uh, as well. So teammates getting into it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, knowing Ross as we do, he probably took Daniel out to dinner afterwards because that's what he does. And he apologized and, you know, Denny said they had a great brunch in St. Louis, so I'm sure they went somewhere <laughs> this morning, had a great brunch in Austin. Mm, I'm so, sure you could find some good ones there. Probably. So, yes, <laughs> uh, Tyler Reddick got the win. They need to fix this overtime. They need to they need to do something to fix this because you can't have that many overtimes. You can't have that much. You know, you talk March Madness. There, there was some madness in those overtimes right. of guys just going in there, you know, Sometimes Travis, I didn't even think they were putting on the brakes. Like I just thought that they were using the other cars as brakes and just running into Maybe. them and going. Like you can't have that. That's not racing. That's bumper cars. Right. So yeah, there was uh, some good racing though between uh, Reddick and uh, Byron. Yeah. Though, so that was nice to see. And I enjoyed that before the. And I I feel bad because all anyone is talking about is the overtimes and all the craziness. This was the first road course race without stage cautions. They still had the stage brakes, but they didn't throw a caution. And it was coming down to fuel. Right. It was coming down. Yeah. Guys were having to save. We saw, you know, Alex Bowman and William Byron both drop off the pace there with about 10 laps to go because they didn't know if they could make it on fuel. And they were trying to stretch their fuel out. And then there were guys who pitted later who were coming on fuel and they had enough. And they were. And we haven't seen that in forever. Because the stage cautions, you know, you knew you had a caution yeah. to come in and pit. So it was shaping up to be really entertaining. Tyler Reddick didn't know if he could make it on fuel. Like, right. it was going to be really interesting. And unfortunately, we had a caution and it just threw everything into chaos. Because um, you had some cars pit, some cars didn't. And then it, it was just chaos at, from that point. So it, it kind of ruined what was, up until that point, a really good race. But the end of it's all anyone's going to talk about, unfortunately. Yeah. Definitely. So, and I was kind of hoping, Travis, I was, I, I, I like Tyler Reddick, 2311 team. I was pulling for Ross Chastain to get the win. Here's why. <laughs> the truck series, Zane Smith won. Yep. The Xfinity series, AJ Allmendinger won. They both won in 2022 at Austin, and then they won this year at 2023. Yeah. So I was hoping Ross would pull it wow. off and we'd get a complete sweep of the weekend for back-to-back years of this race, of the same wow. guys winning. Uh, but it, it wasn't to be. But, uh, yeah. That so. was something. Also, that make sure something. make sure you uh, – I'm glad, Travis, you didn't pick Jimmy Johnson for uh, for Pickham this week as he finished dead last after getting in an accident in lap one. Yeah. Thanks for coming out of retirement there, seven time. Yeah, I was going to say there was a wreck right off the bat yep. and then also Bubba getting involved yep. in a wreck pretty early on yep. and – only completing 10 laps. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so Jimmy uh, here on ESPN, the results have Jimmy at 38th uh, and Ty Dillon oh. at 39th. 
Both so. neither completed laps, yep. though. Yep. Lap one, there was an accident, and Jimmy Johnson was right there. So. Wow. Thanks for coming out of retirement there seven times. <laughs> really doing great wonders for your legacy. Right. Yeah. Wow. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for coming Didn't out. complete a lap. Wow. <sighs> and he's an owner now, so he's got to feel a little bit of that pain in his checkbook, too. Defeated, yeah. Yeah. Spent all that money to yeah. travel all the way out there. Yeah, he got a car to fix. Yep. And, you know, the worst part? Oh, no, not anymore. I was going to say, I think Ty Dillon was one of his drivers, but he was last year. Ty Dillon no longer drives for them, so. It would have been really bad if he wrecked into one of his own cars and knocked them both out of the race. Yeah. So. <laughs> Anyways, pick them. Pick them. Pick them. Well, let's recap it. I picked Jordan Taylor. Uh, he was one of those uh, kind of international road course guys, and he had a decent day. He ended up finishing 24th because of the – those guys just are not good at the green-white checker, the aggressiveness. That's not how you race an open wheel or rally cars and stuff like that. So right. uh, the, all the, the kind of – road course ringers they were calling them just didn't do well in those final restarts because they're not used to dealing with that type of aggression um but oh, yeah he was fine uh, overall but he yeah he was kind of good s- yeah he, he just got that. swept up there in the end because again that's not how they race and he said so post-race he said you know this isn't how i'm used to racing these guys are way aggressive he's like i understand why the fans like it but as a driver, like there's no patience at the end of these races, and he's 100 percent right. Yeah. Um, Travis, you picked Michael McDowell. I did. He finished 12th, which means Travis gets a win. Yes. You're on, I'm the, on board. the board. Yes. Six to one. Travis is on the board. Uh, I needed that. It, I will not go 38 no. The perfect season's over. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, congratulations, Travis. Thank you. It feels good. Good, good job on the getting pressure the pressure off. The, the first off. one is always the yes, hardest. Yes, it is. So now we head to Richmond next week in a race that no one really knows what to expect because it's the new short track package and no one really knows what to expect. This race has stunk the past four years. So hopefully we can get a decent race out of Richmond, but hmm. don't hold your breath. So that the that finish that we talked about in your uh, top uh, seventy five moments of NASCAR that they showed highlights of yesterday, that it's probably not gonna uh, be like that with the what was it Ricky Craven and Sterling Martin? Oh, that was that was Darlington. Oh, Darlington. Yes, yeah. yes. but no. Richmond had one good race recently, and that was when Carl Edwards knocked Kyle Busch out of the way to win the race. But other than gotcha. that, the none of the short track races last year were good. And that's a problem with this new car they rolled out. So they got to get it figured out because if we can't do short tracks good and the plate races aren't good, mm-hmm. what are we looking at? Because the road course races are messed up because of the rules. So, what kind of racing do we have? Yeah. And if we're just going to be a road course circuit, then what's the point? That's not what NASCAR was built on. NASCAR was built on short tracks. Like, Right. I know technically people say, no, it was built from outrunning the law. Yes. But it was also on short tracks. Like, those were the first tracks that they built. Mm-hmm. So, got to get it figured out, NASCAR. Hopefully, this uh, new package will help. Hopefully, hopefully, help. So. all right. So all right. that's NASCAR for yes. the week. Yes. Move on to uh, Richmond. Yeah. Turn the page. Yep. To that. 
All right. Uh, very, very well on the board. So feeling good. On the board. And we'll try to keep that momentum going for this upcoming week. And all right. So if we don't have anything else nope. to uh, get to, uh, let's get to our uh, MLB uh, preview. Let's continuing on previewing the divisions. U has better alumni, but Connecticut has better basketball alumni, specifically mm. on the girls' side. I'm just going to say, there I'm go. sure. There you go. I'm sure that, that that's my alumni recap. Yeah, I'm sure it's like yes, we know the alumni that's come from yeah. Miami. Yeah, and a lot of football does, players doesn't surprise me with the uh, yeah. UConn women holding yeah. strong there yep. for those alums. Yep. So, and I think uh, Sue Bird they she visited yep. uh, Iowa. Yep. Uh, this past week as well in their march to the Final Four, and yep. that was kind of nice for them to see them kind of being awestruck uh, by her star power. Right. Right. Uh, there. So. Uh, all right, very, very well. Still can't find very many people for FAU. No, FAU is like politicians and scientists and uh, that's stuff fun. like that. Yeah, yeah. That's Although I did find it funny, Travis. You know, correct me if I'm wrong. FAU defeated Tennessee on the way here, right? I did yeah. One of the FAU alums is a professor at Tennessee. Mm. I saw that. So it made me made me chuckle that he had he was good no matter what. Right. I want to know which one he had filled out on his bracket. That's exactly. that's what I want to know. Right. Although I think he's like a professor of science, so he probably didn't fill out a bracket. He probably didn't. Yeah. But I mean, if you had a if you filled out a bracket, even if you didn't know anything about basketball, you probably had a shot this year. Oh yeah. With the way it shook yeah. out. This would have been the year, Travis, where I should have booted up my old NCAA basketball 05 and ran through. Uh, should have, yeah. Ran through the sim and and see what we got because it probably gave us the exact same results. Mm-hmm. Right, and I'm sure if you had your uh, uh, trusty computer here, yeah. that you would have had the yep. basketball simulator going yep. as I well. Would, I would have had the sim on. Absolutely, <laughs> we would have we would have had that, and that would have been our sim, you know, our sim bracket that we would have put in the the ESPN group and you know, maybe this was the year for mascots, you know, maybe, I mean, obviously an owl, very dangerous. Yeah. A Husky, very dangerous, a hurricane, mm-hmm. knock out everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm forgetting a team. What team am I forgetting? San Diego state, the Aztecs. The Aztecs. I mean, that, that was a whole warrior tribe. Mm-hmm. So maybe this was the year minus the owls to, to go with, uh, go with your mascot. Mm-hmm. And all those, Red marks for There's the group. Lots of red. All the red. Yeah. Uh, oh, well. There's always next year. Always next year. We'll do the same thing next year, and we'll go, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's get to uh, the uh, MLB uh, preview of the AL and NL East. And uh, I think we started with the uh, AL West last time so yes. uh, let's start with the uh, National League East this time around and uh, that's where we have uh, the uh, division champions were the Atlanta Braves last year as they won their fifth consecutive division title but they did get bounced in the NLDS to uh, the Philadelphia Phillies there and they got bounced three to one so wasn't really even close mm-hmm. as Philadelphia of course uh, one of the hottest teams in October Last year, knocking them out. They do have some significant losses. Of course, they lost Dansby Swanson. He signed with some team in Chicago. Uh, Adam Duvall, they uh, lost as well. Luke Jackson in the bullpen. And also Kenley Jansen as well 
completely forgot he signed with the Red Sox yeah. as well. But they did acquire Sean Murphy from the A's in a trade. And then uh, just like they did with uh, Matt Olson, they immediately signed Murphy to a six-year contract extension as well. And I, find, and I found that fascinating that Atlanta now has seven players currently playing on contracts that are at least six years in length. Yep. Um, and hopefully they'll have Ronald Acuna Jr. back fully healthy. He did make his debut in April last year, but he did have some other leg injuries that limited him just 119 games last year. He did still make the all-star team, but he did have his worst uh, career OPS uh, by more than 100 points. So, And Atlanta's offense disappeared in the uh, playoffs as they scored three or fewer runs in three of its four playoff games uh, last season. Uh, they do have that injury, like Eric mentioned, in the sports center hit, but um, they also have Max Fried, Charlie Morton, and, of course, Spencer Strider uh, as well. And uh, they were hoping to have uh, uh, Soroka healthy as well, but uh, he hasn't been healthy at all. His status is still up in the air for opening the opening day roster. Uh, last week he made a start on Wednesday or Tuesday, and that was the first time he'd pitched in two years as he's re- been recovering from two Achilles injuries as well as another injury as well. And uh, Schuster may fill one of those roles. And uh, who's that other uh, guy, that Dodd? Dodd. Yep. That he mentioned he will possibly, uh, he made the opening day roster, so uh, he could be filling that rotation slot as well. Uh, bullpen is uh, still good uh, for Atlanta. I love the uh, Braves uh, this year for Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Um, yep. should be good once again. Uh, the uh, Mets, uh, they had this division by a long shot, but Atlanta went up and got them. And so they end up finishing in a second place. And uh, they, of course, lost in the wild card series to the Padres and went down to a game three scenario. But San Diego got the dub. Just like the Rangers, they've uh, big offseason spenders the last two seasons. They spent $824 million. And that's not even counting what would have happened if they would have signed Carlos Correa. Uh, as well, it would have exceeded that. But, of course, it also goes the other way. They wouldn't have handed out some of the money that they did hand out right. if they did sign a Correa there. They did sign a Brandon Nemo, eight-year, $162 million extension. Edwin Diaz, a five-year, $102 million extension. But, of course, he won't pitch this season because of that injury suffered in a celebration with Puerto Rico. So that's obviously a big blow to the back end of the bullpen for the Metropolitans. They also signed Justin Verlander, two-year, $86.6 million. Uh, Singa out of uh, Japan as a five-year, $75 million deal that they agreed to. They extended Jeff McNeil, four-year, $50 million extension. They also signed Jose Quintana, who is injured right now. Uh, Omar uh, Navarez and David Robertson in the bullpen as well, as well as Adam Devino as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, they hopefully will have that rotation with uh, Max Scherzer, of course, and uh, Justin Verlander there. And they're hoping big things will come out with uh, Singa as well. So... Uh, we'll see what the trajectory for the uh, Mets are this season, with uh, especially with uh, your closer 
going down for the whole season. So they'll obviously have to replace that this year. Absolutely. As well as spending all that money uh, as well the past two off seasons. So uh, the uh, Phillies, uh, they uh, got in and they only got in because of the third wild card. As if this was in the old format, they wouldn't even have made the playoffs last year, but they did. You know what happened? They beat the Cardinals. They beat the Braves. And uh, who else did they beat? On their way, they beat the Padres, Padres. on their way to uh, the World Series where they lost in uh, six games to the Astros. So uh, Philadelphia just coming up just a little bit short last year. And what do you do? You add one of the most electric players in the game in a Trey Turner. He signed an 11-year, $300 million contract. Of course, he's coming off hotter than the surface of the sun with a great World Baseball Classic. He replaces uh, Gina Segura, I say, because of that World Baseball Classic success. Buy MVP stock now for Trey Turner. And he's also going to steal a lot more bases with the new rules this season and the bigger bases and all that, an extra element to the game as well. They also had some small bench pieces as well, Taiwan Walker, to the rotation as well. They do have some uh, uh, three bullpen arms were sent out. Brad Hand no longer around. David Robertson and Corey Kimbrell. Uh, Knable, sorry, uh, were the ones that exited. But enter Craig Kimbrell, uh, Gregory Soto from the Tigers, and Matt Strom as well. And one of the big things is health for the uh, Phillies. Bryce Harper, he went in for a Tommy John surgery, and he's looking not to be back until the All-Star break. And also uh, just losing Reese Hoskins as well to a knee injury. And that was on Thursday, and they said that he tore his ACL mm. as well. So he's probably going to be out for the uh, season there. So uh, Phillies hopefully will be just good enough by the all-star break to have Bryce Harper to uh, come back there. But obviously a big blow with uh, Hoskins, but uh, Philadelphia is still pretty stacked as well. And I would expect a big year out of Trey Turner I as agree. well. I agree with you. Yep. It's also a, a very hitter-friendly ballpark. Very much so. As well. And I think everyone knows here, I like Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler at the top of the rotation for Philadelphia as well. Ranger Suarez. Uh, look to be just fine in the rotation, at least in the playoffs. So like that from that point of view. Uh, the Marlins, uh, they had their uh, best full season since 2017 uh, last year. They only lost 93 games uh, this time around. If you remember, they had a good COVID year, uh, but they uh, obviously have yeah. not put it together for a full Nope. regular season as well. They did uh, gain Luis Ariza from the Twins, but they sent Pablo Lopez uh, to get him. They also have Gene Segura coming over as well, and they added uh, Yuri Gurriel and Jose Iglesias on minor league deals as well. Electric superstar offensively is Jazz Chisholm yep. Jr., and he's the MLB The Show cover star, so we'll see uh, what he can do off the cover of the game, and he's actually making the jump as he was an all star second baseman he could fill in a little bit at shortstop but he's going to be playing out in the outfield uh this year as he's going to be going out to center field this year for i still Miami. don't understand that but yeah i guess trying to make some uh, room for iglesias and segura i guess maybe, or ariza uh, and segura maybe i don't i don't get that but hey so. whatever they're the ones running the team so great and of course uh, they have the uh, reigning defending cy young award winner in sandy uh, Alcantara, and also have Johnny Cueto 
as well. Johnny Cueto. Wow. Yes. They have uh, him pitching for the uh, Marlins. And the Marlins, I think, again, should think they're lucky stars that they play in the same division as Washington as uh, they ship up another corner franchise cornerstone player in Juan Soto last year. And they finished 55-107 and 107 last year as well. And they thought that they were going to have one of the best MLB prospects in Cade Covell, but... He's going to be out with Tommy John surgery, mm-hmm. so he won't be around this year. So that was going to be one of the only bright spots for the Nationals. And uh, Steven Strasburg is really the only person left yep. there in Washington. How sad. He's got to be like uh, Will Smith in that meme, just looking around, an empty empty house. Who, who's more doing that, him or Kyle Hendricks? Mm. Uh both but but i guess the nationals were after the cubs yeah so it shouldn't have been dismantled this quickly right yep whatever here we are they run the team not me (laughs) yeah so the nationals will probably stink yeah once again yeah (laughs) well do you want to spoiler alert you want to just say who you have in the bottom of your nl east travis the nationals yes it's the nationals yeah by a long shot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So where do you see the rest of the division stacking up? I got the Marlins in fourth. Mm-hmm. You want me to go through all of them? Yeah. Okay. Third, I have the Mets. Mm-hmm. I think the injuries and just, I feel like they didn't get better enough during the off season. Um, so I, I have them third. I have the Phillies second, and I still like the Braves first. Right. Uh, so I really hate to agree with uh, Eric and the full. If there was one division to do it, I think this is the yeah, one. Yeah, I'm not going to stray too far away from my original picks, and so uh, I agree with everything. I have the Marlins of four. I think the Mets will uh, regress a little bit, and uh, just the pressure that it yep. that it is playing in New York. There and I just think it's uh, funny if they uh, would fall to a third. Who knows? I'll have to see where they stack up and see if they still make the playoffs yeah. uh, or not. But I do have them at three. I do think the Phillies can do just enough yep. to uh, survive without uh, Bryce Harper, and so I think that they'll be just slightly better uh, than they were. Uh, but yeah, I think Atlanta is the kings of this division. Yep. Uh, with the, what they have. Such a young core that is just going to keep getting better. Right. Yeah, and they're going to be around for a long time. Like I said, yep. I couldn't believe that when I looked that up. But seven players yep. on a six-year contracts or more. So crazy. locked up for a long time yep. uh, there in Atlanta. So uh, Eric and I are in a full agreement here with the – means we're uh, both going to look like Hale <laughs> East. Yeah, so we'll see how that works out for us. <laughs> All right, so we'll move over to uh, the American League East now, and we start right at the top with the team that took this division last year, and that was the New York Yankees. 
you know the story here. Aaron Judge bet on himself, and what did he do? Uh, he just hit the most home runs in American League history. 62 home runs yesterday or last season. So how many of those can he hit for this year? And that allowed him to sign a big-year extension back with the New York Yankees. Thought it was in San Francisco. Nope. He's staying with the Yankees. Nine-year, $360 million contract health is a concern for Aaron Judge of course uh, he turns 31 in April and he's only played in more than 148 games or more three times in his career and that's less than half the seasons of his career speaking of injuries my goodness this rotation is just taking hit after hit after hit, it was Frankie Montas. He's going to be out with shoulder surgery, so he could miss significant time at least the first half of the season, if not more. And he also revealed when he was taking shoulder surgery that he wasn't fully healthy. Mm. He wasn't fully 100% when the Yankees traded for him during the season last year as well. So that was very interesting of note. Also, one of their other big acquisitions this year in the rotation, Carlos Rodon. He's not going to be around at least for the first month. He's out. Just recently, uh, Servino, he's going to be missing at least a month. So uh, rotation very early on for the Yankees are going to be held together by Duct Tape and Garrett Cole and uh, Cortez Jr. there. And also, our guy from St. Louis, Harrison Bader, he was amazing for them in the uh, postseason as, man, both him and Matt Carpenter uh, were just great for the Yankees last season. And they ran all the way to the ALCS, but they lost and got swept by the Astros in that series. Even Bader is going to miss a first, the first few weeks with an injury as well. And they did have some good news for the Yankees. Their top shortstop prospect, Anthony Volpe, is going to make the opening day roster as well. So uh, the next captain, possibly. Uh, those are some giant shoes to fill, <laughs> they Travis. Are. They are. The captain is kind of a front of the mind with being in MLB, the back in MLB, the show. The uh, captain is in the outfield, Travis. Yes, it's Aaron Judge. It's Aaron Judge. <laughs> How many home runs is he going to hit this year? Not 60. Not 60. I will say, I will agree, not 62. Yeah. not. It, it, I'm sure he's going to have a great year. He's not, no, there's no way. It's like he can only regress. Yeah. He's not, I'm sorry, he's not, this is at 98, and it's not Sammy Sosa hitting 60 <laughs> home runs for four straight years thanks to some help. Yeah. Like, it's not going to happen. Sorry. Right. I could see him maybe getting high 40s, low 50s. I think that should be his goal. Yeah. Anything above that is a plus. Yeah, I definitely think that the 50s is what he should be looking for. And quite frankly, I think less than 50 is a disappointment for uh, Mr. Judge there. I think, Travis, he needs to stay healthy. This was this last year was the first year he'd kind of been healthy the whole year. Right. And it was the whole thing of betting on himself yep, yep. and whatnot. Is that motivation gone? Kind of, yeah. Because now he got paid. Factor too. And he gets to stay. And he got named captain. He basically got given the keys to the Yankees. What's motivating him? Right. What's that motivation factor? Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what it, what it is. Cause it's definitely a fair point. Before last year, Travis, there were people who didn't like Aaron Judge that are Yankee fans. 
They were wanting to get rid of him. He's a defensive liability. He, you know, is home run or bust, you know, yeah, stuff like that. So it'll be interesting to see if he doesn't have anywhere close to the year he had last year. Will Yankee fans be like, oh, we wasted our money on this yeah, guy. Overpaid. Yep. <laughs> now we're stuck with him. Yeah, stuck with him and spent all this money. Yep. When we could have <laughs> upgraded our pitching staff, which is now in shambles. Yeah. Uh, they did upgrade the pitching staff with the Rodon. They weren't expected to have these injuries uh, to happen. But, right. uh, hey, that's the, the way it goes. And so uh, they do have some uh, teams that are nipping at their heels they're in the American League East as the Blue Jays are right behind. They did finish in second place seven games back uh, last year. And this team has a lot of hype, has a lot of young talent as well. Uh, they did get rid of a couple of guys in the outfield. Uh, Guriel, he got traded to Arizona. They also traded uh, uh, Hernandez to uh, Seattle. And they're going to move uh, George Springer to right field. And uh, they're going to bring in uh, Kevin Kiermaier from the Rays fame in center field and uh, Dalton Vassaro uh, that they acquired in the Arizona deal, I believe, as well. He's kind of a defensive wizard, or I think he's known for the bat, uh, but there's a lot of hype around him. Mm-hmm. And uh, Vlad Guerrero Jr. didn't quite have the 2021 year where he was in contention with the MVP uh, last year, but... Uh, the Blue Jays are just uh, filled with uh, young talent uh, once again. And uh, Alex Simona is going to be the ace, the opening day starter to lead the way for a uh, decent pitching staff for the uh, Blue Jays. And uh, they're looking to do some big things uh, this year. Like they did last year, they did have a lot of hype, uh, but they got swept out of the wild card series by Seattle in two games. So I think they definitely have some revenge on their mind for other aspect to uh, finish the season a lot stronger uh, than they did last year. Mm-hmm. I agree. And uh, the third place uh, team last year were the uh, Rays as uh, one of their big things here was that they're trying to keep Tyler Glasnow healthy as he has not been healthy the last uh, several uh, seasons and health is a big concern uh, for him other than, uh, otherwise, that uh, Tampa, they do have Wander Franco. Uh, he's only 21. He did battle some injuries last year. He was above average, but uh, not the MVP level that some uh, Rays fans were hoping for. And, uh, you know, they were 86 and 76, but uh, they did not make the play, or they made the playoffs, uh, but they didn't spend a lot of no. time there as they got swept out by Cleveland in the wild card series there. And I think uh, Shan McClanahan is the uh, number one guy there for the Rays, the pitching staff. And so uh, Tampa is always, I think I said it last year too, yep. they're always around Yep. no matter what. Yep. So uh, who knows uh, with this team if they can uh, make it work or not. I, I agree. It's it just they always seem to be right there, and they're they're the equivalent of where did they come from. <laughs> right. It's like you look up in the start of August, and it's like the Rays are leading the division. What, right. what, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. 
Speaking of the teams, where do they come from? Baltimore. They did it last year. They finished above 500. They were 83 and 79, and they yep. finished in a fourth place. And a lot of young talent once again for Orioles. They didn't do much in the offseason, though, so no. fairly quiet. Though uh, they did bring up Aldi Rutschman, uh, the star, the stud catcher, yep. Yep. on May 21st. They were 15 and 24. But then, from then on out, since they called him up, they were 56 and 37, yep. one of the best records in baseball over that stretch as well. They also do have another super young, talented player, Grayson Rodriguez, as well. They have a lot of young talent, but do they have enough? Is that young talent good enough to compete with uh, some of the stars mm. that the Yankees have and uh, the Blue Jays have, uh, for that matter, mm-hmm. as well? Especially. I know that the Orioles there weren't going to like make a huge splash with going out and getting a big, huge free agent, but they didn't they didn't do enough in the offseason, I don't think. But and we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see if they can improve their fourth place finish from yesterday or last year. And the Red Sox, they finished in the basement. The Slackers of the AL East, the only team that didn't finish above 500 in this division, 78 and 84 last year. And uh, you know the story here. They lost Xander Bogarts uh, this season, so another franchise guy going out. Lost Mookie Betts a few years ago. Yep. Now Bogarts is uh, gone. And what are you doing with the rotation? You got old, old, old guys here. Four guys over 30. Uh, Chris Sale, injury prone. Yep. Corey Kluber hasn't uh, thrown one full season since 2018. Nick Pavetta is hot and cold. Uh, James Pacton, injury prone as well. And uh, Trevor Story has an injury. Uh, they acquired Justin Turner from the Dodgers. They locked down Rafael Devers to be the franchise guy as well. But uh, the Red Sox, hmm. how about him? I don't get the Devers signing at all. Uh, well, otherwise they probably would have been like uh, the Nationals. They would have lost all their franchise guys. So you had to lock one guy down. But Travis, I think that's what they need to do. Nah, I mean, I you can't do that. I have them last. Yeah, it's not even close. Not even close. Yeah, uh, I. I mean, yeah, I. I don't trust this rotation at all. No, I, whatsoever. I don't trust the rotation. I don't trust the offense. There's nothing about this team I like. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I don't understand why you at the trade deadline are not looking to trade Devers. But now you don't have to because you signed him to a long-term contract. Right. So your one trade ship that you may get good prospects for, you've locked up. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you can't trade him. It just makes it a lot more difficult. Yeah, I don't think they would. I don't think they would either. So it makes me wonder, what are you doing? Right. Your rotation's nothing but old, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. I I don't get what the Red Sox are trying to do. Right, and I think that's kind of one of the frustrating things uh, as a fan. You don't know what they're doing. They're kind of in that. And you have to wonder, has the clock started on management? With the Yankees winning the division last year and you being last, has right. that clock started? 
Right. And especially finishing behind Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think so. Yep. Yep. The pressure's on. It is. So do well, you sure. do you want to go first or you want me to? I mean, yeah, we agree with Boston yeah. Yeah. in the cellar here. Yep. Boston's in the basement. Mm-hmm. Who do you got for? I got the Rays. Mm-hmm. I, I think that they will contend for a playoff spot as I think, you know, there's a possibility that there could be four teams from the East that make the playoffs. Yeah. But uh, I, I have the Rays at four. Rays at four here. Mm-hmm. All right. Who do you got at three? I got the Blue Jays. Blue Jays? I got the Blue Jays at three. What? It is a pure, simple thing of I cannot trust you till you do it. And I believe the hype for two years with the Blue Jays, and every year they haven't lived <laughs> up to it. So until they do, true. I'm not believing in them. <laughs> Which means I have the Orioles second, Travis. Talk about believing. Wow. I'm a believer in Baltimore. Hmm. Yes, they didn't do a whole lot this offseason, but they have such a young core that is going to be another year better. Atlanta started this formula. They perfected it. You get a young core, you sign them up, you let them grow together. You bring in veterans as needed, but you let the young core grow around each other. Right. That's exactly what Baltimore's doing. Mm-hmm. I really like the Orioles. Now, does their lack of experience and possibly a tight race worry me? Yeah, it does. Do I think that at the deadline they'll need to make a trade? Yeah, I do. But I think I think they have the pure talent to contend for this division. Right. I think that you have a fan base that is excited again yes. about baseball. And so you have a fan base that's hoping that you contend for uh, the East, but hopefully you contend for a wild card spot to get in the playoffs. Yeah, so I, I, I think I feel like there is some expectations on Baltimore now. I, I think there are, and I, and and I think it's a good thing, right? Because it's going to push them. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was this is a team that for the past what ten years has had no expectations on it. They're just yeah. there to be there, right? And they have one of the. I can't say because I've never officially been there. But, Travis, they have to have one of the top ten ballparks in all of baseball as far as mystique and just atmosphere. Hmm. It's, definitely, it's definitely unique, and the few times that they have made a play, the playoffs, it has been a great atmosphere yeah. there. It's definitely a unique, especially with uh, what's lurking out in uh, right field mm-hmm. with the uh, old factory. Yep. There. And here's the cool. other thing they have going for it, Travis. Tell me about the Baltimore basketball team. <laughs> now, there isn't one, right? No. Tell me about the Baltimore football team. Well, their franchise is getting ready to leave town. <laughs> I don't know about leave town, but he's leaving town, Travis. <laughs> their quarterback, yeah, yeah, he's looking to leave town. Yeah. Oh, I should guess I shouldn't say Baltimore's franchise is leaving. <laughs> exactly. <town. laughs> yeah. Been there, done that. Yeah. Um, but no, the Orioles are going to be the talk of the town. They are. In a positive way for the first time in a lot of years. So I I think they'll ride some of that momentum. I hope so. So I have the Orioles second. I have the Yankees one. Yes, there are a lot of questions about the pitching staff. Yes. Does that concern me for the first month? Yes. But it's the Yankees. If things are bad at the midway point, they'll make the trades they need to to get who they need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. 
Do I think if before you say your answers, if this the if this was purely based on nothing but talent, the Blue Jays would be first. But they haven't shown it on the field. That's all. Go it's ahead. True. Go ahead. It's true. Uh, so we agree the Red Sox yep. are last here. I also agree that the Rays are finishing in a fourth here above. I'm cheering for Eric's scenario to happen for Baltimore too, but I have them here at a number three. I uh, would love to see the young birds do it, but mm-hmm. uh, again, until they show me that they can, we'll see. And uh, that's why I can't trust them higher than a third here. Uh, I think that they're talented, but on paper, they don't have as much talent as the Yankees and Blue Jays. Whether that gets applied on the field is a different story, but I'm cheering for Baltimore uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have the Yankees here at a number two just because I hate picking the uh, same team Evil to win Empire. the division back-to-back years. And, yeah, I uh, small despise the city of New York uh, as well. It's kind of like uh, politics. I'm sure in uh, D.C. Uh, you hear it all the time, and uh, here in Illinois we hear about the Yankees all the time as well, the evil empire of New York. And I do think that the uh, injuries to the pitching staff is a huge concern there, and uh, Judge could regress a little bit. Uh, he's not going to hit 62, but, uh, again, 50 is kind of what you should shoot for. And uh, so I think it's for the second year in a row when we pick the Blue Jays uh, to do it here. Uh, again, they have the talent, just need to go out and uh, do it. And hopefully uh, the uh, pitching staff and uh, the young core can hold up and uh, do it. Like I said, uh, talent-wise, the Blue Jays are the team to beat talent-wise. The problem is you haven't done it yet. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, the closest really... you got was 2021 when you won 91 games and missed the playoffs. Yeah. Which is absurd. 91 games and you missed the playoffs. Right. But didn't you finished have, fourth. Didn't have the second one wild card then. Nope. Or and, the third wild card. And then last year, you know, finished second. They were seven games back. But I, I they, there's something about them. Like, they just can't put it all together. No. And I want them to. I hate picking the Yankees. Yeah. But they've done it. They have. So I got Toronto here taking the East. Well, I'm glad we didn't pick exactly the same like we did for the NL. <laughs> I just couldn't do it. I mean, if if Hoskins is healthy, if uh, Harper was healthy, I would oh, yeah. say Phillies I'd, I'd have Phillies one, too. Yeah. If they but. were healthy. But... A half year without not just your offensive leader in Bryce Harper, but your emotional locker room leader in Bryce Harper. That's going to hurt. Right. So. Yeah. So. Tomorrow. All right. Tomorrow is the day. The Central. Central. We got White Sox, Cardinals, Cubbies. Yep. Coming up tomorrow. We'll see. Will Homer, Homerism play effect as we sit in this Cardinal decorated studio we'll have to see yeah cardinal swag all yeah, over we'll the place. have to see we'll have to see if if travis picks with his head or his heart it's very nice it's it nice is to see get ready another nl central championship and a first round exit for the cards 82 world champion plaque oh uh-huh. six yeah. 2011 uh-huh. it's a lot of 
lot of championships just in this room. Yeah, and how many have you won lately? Oh, 2011, right there it is. 2011, yeah. 12 years. Yeah. It's a dozen. It is. Remember like it was yesterday. The Nationals have won a championship sooner than the Cardinals have. The Cubs have won a championship sooner than the Cardinals have. Yeah, it's true. But hey, you won two NL Central titles. We That's did. a good thing. Good for us. Good for you. Pat on the back. Get that NL Central title. Yeah. Good thing we don't have any plaques with those, Travis. We'd have no room on the walls. Yeah, unlike the Braves, we don't celebrate those. Well, you should titles. start so you don't get anything more than that most years. I know. Brumch. Sorry. Should. I, I, you should. Doesn't. Yeah. Again, and spoiler, but again, it's another thing, Travis. Based on talent, they should win the division. They should right. make a playoff run. Yeah, the uh, NL Central paper. Yeah. Not as strong as it once was. No. No. But again, they they should get the they should get the they should make a playoff run. The Cardinals should. And they just can't. They remind me of the Big Ten in March. Yeah. They're a great March through September team. I guess the only thing different about the Big Ten is that you don't really beat each other up in the Central. No, not like, really. Like the Big Ten, so. You prey on the weaker teams. Hello, Reds and That's Pirates. Yeah. <laughs> and Cubs last year. Ah, uh, the Reds. Yeah. Mm. We'll stick around tomorrow and see what we'll play small. Big red machine, and they are not. They are not, so. no. All right. Unless Pete so. Rose in his primes walking through that door. No, he's not, but um, I think he did place the first legal bet in Ohio history. Then put him in the Hall of Fame, gosh darn it. And I think he put it on the Reds to win the World Series. Gosh darn it. If it's legal in the state he's in. (laughs) Well, now it is. Right. Put him in the Hall. So there you Alrighty, go. Alrighty, I'm done. <laughs> All Let's right. get out of here, Travis. All right, we'll get out of here, and uh, we'll also be uh, predicting the uh, World Series playoffs coming up uh, before winners. opening day and award winners as well. And see you. We'll put on some entertainment, possibly Ooh. on those award winners as well. All right, so uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Peace out.